Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the LOI Zone podcast. Uh, it, we're actually recording this on a, on a Sunday night, uh, day, the night before um, the Monday games, lads. Um, it's just myself, uh, Luke, Jonathan, and Jamie. Uh, we are actually without Liam and Dylan. Liam is actually celebrating his 18th birthday, so uh, we all send Liam a, a big happy birthday. Um, lads, how are you? I'm great. Oh, good. How are you? How's your Easter lads? Loads of Easter eggs, I hope. Obviously. Loads of Easter eggs. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely, lads. Um so yeah, obviously, thanks very much for, for joining us tonight, lads. Uh, I know it's a late one and that, but we have to get something out. Um of course. so fair play to you. Um I think we should start off anyways, get get cracking. Basically what we're gonna be doing is or uh, just for the listeners, we are gonna be running through the Friday results from the Premier Division and First Division. And then we'll also then be looking ahead to tomorrow's games um, in the Premier Division and First Division. So, full round of fixtures, lads. Uh, gone, just finished. We'll start at Daily Mount Park. Um, Bows 2, Finn Harps 2, lads. Looking at this game. <laughs> I, where do we start, really? Um, a lot of controversy with commentary, with red cards, penalties. What a game this was, uh, Jamie. I'll start with you. Oh, absolutely mental, wasn't it? It was just a typical once in the blue moon performance from Finn Harps. You know, every year or two they just end up fucking having two or three players left in the pitch and they somehow get a result. It's crazy. <laughs> um I'm so happy for Mark Kimler. Really am. Top player. He always has been and just been yeah. ravaged through injuries. And it's good that hopefully he's back fit again and playing for Harps. Um but oh my days, boys. <laughs> It's not good for Bowes, is it, if we're being honest with ourselves? Uh, nine rounds in Harris and to the dropping points at home as well. It's a bit of a disaster, I have to say. Um, loads of controversy, like you're saying. A bit of shithousery as well from the Harris keeper, which I love. Uh, but I have to say, oh, I wish I was at this game now, boys, to be honest with you. I watched mm. it back and I enjoyed every second of it. Typical Harris performance. They didn't look training at all in the first half. All Bowes. They go into the second half. It was nil all. Uh, Bowes dominate again. I think the voice scored the penalty and then Coote scored a really good goal from open play. And then, as the game went on, this is all when Harris obviously had 10 men at the start. Yeah. You know, they didn't really have an answer, to be honest. It's just a, a pretty casual, nothing's really going on. Uh, Bowes are playing out of candle, to be honest. Uh, and then, just as the game's about to end, nine men on the pitch. Uh, to be honest, it was a a good ball in, but it was lazy from Bowes at the back to not track the runner. And mm. him then goes and scores. Oh, I'd say the seams were a class. I'd say, for once in the blue moon, Ushbosh was going back a happy man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Look, looking at the game, it had a, it was going through on the phone and I just couldn't believe it. Like, 2-1 for, you know, a lot of, obviously a lot of second half and that. And then for them to... 90-odd minute to get an equaliser with nine men. Jamie as well, just staying with you. Like this is just a typical, as you were saying, maybe the once in the blue moon. But I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really say that because Finn Harps they they do still produce some good performances, and this is one of them nights for Finn Harps. I know it, they they got a point in that, but with nine men and you know getting the red card very early, um, with true Eric yeah. McWoods is, and he's a big player. Like I really, yeah, really like what I'm seeing from Eric McWoods early on. Like he had a great game against Rada when I watched him, um. Mm. So you know he's doing well for Finn Harps, but. Obviously, yeah, this okay. straight red card early on in the game. You'd nearly definitely then be seeing that, and you just yeah, of course, yeah, definitely red. But you'd look at that and you'd nearly say like seeing the red card coming through, and then you'd be like, ah, both have this wrapped up. Yeah. They'll, they'll win this game handy enough, and then Finn has to take a, a lead. Like 
Truman, Truman Halevich. Halevich. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, through a penalty. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, you're like, what, what's the story here? And then the whole game then just carries on itself. Like, but it's a, it's a big result for Finn Harps. Yeah, and I tell you what, the best thing, the most positive thing I saw in that game from Harps' perspective, obviously they showed loads of hair. Everyone was really good on that when it yeah. comes to that. But Bastian Harry came on maybe, for, I don't know, a few minutes into the second half for Brian McNamee. I've never seen him work so hard, like in all of his time in the League of Ireland, even back in his yeah. Watford days. He was running his socks off. He was making dirty tackles, tactical fouls. He was proper up for the game. And in them, I don't know, 30 minutes that I saw of him, you know, it was almost, you could make a highlight reel from them 30 minutes and it'd be longer than mm. the last two or three years. Crazy. Yeah. He was really, really good. And um, if I was Ollie, I'd probably be looking to stand him now, continue his form, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Jonathan, obviously, looking at this as well, um, the overall look from Bose fans, they're obviously not happy. And, and I can understand that too many draws and not even the draws that they're disappointed with. It's just the manner they're conceding goals and late on. And, you know, they, they got a late equaliser uh, draw they got against them the week before. And then obviously, again, it's a late equaliser for Finn Harps against them. They're nearly, you know what I mean? It's, it's for the first time, I think, that I've seen this season from really any Premier Division club is they're starting to point the fingers towards the manager and you know that's not a really good sign yeah but like at the same time like they've dropped points to UCD and Finn Harps already this season like I, I Keith Long he's done a great job of Bows yeah like what he's done there is amazing for them like he hasn't brought home much silverware or anything but he's been some manager throughout his career there and I don't know if he goes now like you kind of feel bad like because all his good work up to now is just going to be undone yeah and I don't know like both fans just won't remember the good stuff from him like against the cup final last year European football for the first time in eight years them European nights in the Aviva as well yeah like that 2021 was a great year for Bose. Mm, I don't know. I mean, like, domestic, like I don't, I don't really think it was in the league. Yeah, yeah. Was, again, yeah like, for the like, season, the fact were... that they're in the Aviva and yeah, of course. Yeah, like, like when it comes to and memories, being, be, good, yeah. you know, beating Stan Yahan and putting up the pouk, yeah, yeah. Like twenty twenty was the year that got them that European football, obviously. Mm. Um, James, tw- go ahead sorry. there. No, no, it's, I'm finished. <laughs> No, uh, just going to go to you, Jamie, about yeah. the Keith Long situation. Like, do you think Keith Long... Well, obviously, I'm looking at the two games coming up, and I think it's a big week for, for Keith Long for his future with Bohemians. And that's just what I've been looking at. Like, my guess is, you know, that Bowes will be... The board with Bowes might be looking at these two fixtures as, you know, do or die. You know, they've got shells. Two Dublin derbies. They've got shells okay. on Friday night. Um, they've shells Monday, like, shells tomorrow, and then they've also yeah. got Rovers then. On, on Friday I'm pretty sure so yeah. you're looking at that and you're, you're like they're big games yeah uh, they really are I disagree with about it though I have to say when it comes to Keelong's future I think he, he won't get sacked this year I don't Bose, think I'm not I don't yeah. sorry Jamie Crocky, I don't think he'll no. get sacked but yeah. I think you know if he loses these two games like it is like they would, that will be, you know what I mean? There will be fans looking at that, you know what I mean? And yeah, definitely. You also have to understand that as well because it's, you know, Bows are a club that have set their own standards over the last few seasons. And, 
yeah. standards this season so far have definitely not been matched. Yeah, um, but we're looking at that as well, it's still very early there. Three points off third. Three points yeah, off but... third, like it's very tight. Um, I think the the problem is probably the fact that they haven't been able to see out games. Yeah. Um, a lot of draws. I heard a stat. They went ahead in eight games this season and they've only mm. got two wins. Yeah, so, like, that's it, a problem though. It is, it is. And it's a tactical problem. I, I agree with you. Keith Long has to take a lot of responsibility for that without a shadow of a doubt. But um, I just think uh, a few managers are in a similar spot. They're not getting all the praise in the world. But yeah. I, I just think everyone's jumping the gun here. Keith Long has proven so many times that, you know, he has got players probably playing above what we all thought their ability would be. Maybe this year he's about where he should be with the squad that he has. Yeah, and everyone's sort of looking down on him. I think, you know, he probably didn't get his recruitment that he wanted. Um, when you look at a key long player, you look at players that are maybe hungry coming back from England and that want to really improve themselves. I don't think they've got that in abundance this year. I think they've lost too many players like they do every year. And I think it was inevitable. I've said it for years that one year they won't get the, the same quality of player back in the door and that's when they'll start to fall off and I think that's what's starting to happen yeah. this year um, I agree you know this week is absolutely huge it really will define uh, both season in my opinion you know if they come out with this week mm. with uh, four or even six points um, they go into the UCD game with a bit more confidence then yeah they can start looking up but um, yeah we'll have to see how it goes I do think if Keelong is to leave Bowes he will end up walking away he won't get sacked in my opinion but uh, yeah I do get where you're coming from yeah, no, you, like I, I don't not, I don't think the the correct solution would be sacking Keith Long because mm-hmm. as you've said, like he's he's done a he's done a brilliant job at Bohemians over the last few years. You know what I mean? A lot of really really good memories for the Bowes fans, and you know they're not gonna, they're obviously they're fans of their club, so they're gonna want to see the results coming in. And when the results aren't coming in, you know, usually in football the manager gets gets the blame of course but yeah I don't really think it's the I definitely don't you know what I mean I could I could see if you know the next two games are, are big you know the two Dublin derbies like if they lose them two games it's you know they're really really in a yeah. I wouldn't say they're in a in a, in a relegation but you know they're they're definitely thinking about it yeah they'll, they'll be they'll be worried about what's behind them rather than what's in front of them so they're going to want to pick up some results in the next two games at least. And it's a big one tomorrow for them, you know what I mean? Against Shell side, who have got a massive win, which we will talk about. So, again, looking at that game, Jonathan, you know, Shells will be going into that. I know we'll obviously discuss that game into more detail, but Shells will be going into this game really thinking they could beat Bows. Yeah, definitely. Like, the Bows form is just not there. And as we said, like, Shells' form is picking up. Like, they've got two wins in their last three and then... The third, the only game they lost in their last three was a last minute goal by Aaron Green. Mm. So they're starting to turn for the better recently. So both definitely will be worried about tomorrow. They need to get yeah. three points. Absolutely right. I think we'll move on to the next game, and we'll that's the Ryan McBride Brandywell, where it finished Derry one, Shelburne two. Jonathan, I'm gonna stick with you. Uh, for one reason and one reason only, <laughs> and you know exactly what I'm gonna say. I do. You predicted it. You predicted a Shells win here. Um, I was gonna say a shells win, but changed my mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I should have followed my heart, but mm. my head was telling me something different, and my head was wrong. So always stick with your heart. That's one way. <laughs> yeah. That's one lesson we've got. But Jonathan, fair play to you. Uh, you obviously said one nil to to shells, but you know it finished two one, and I think shells are actually deserved winners of this game. 
yeah, I didn't actually see the highlights back, but like I was just seeing it coming through on my phone that like uh, that they equalized, and I was like, oh, they could win this game. Then they see yeah. on my phone, oh, Derry's taking the lead, but it's disallowed. Yeah, I was kind of and delighted then, that Derry had got a goal, and then I just realized it was disallowed. I was, you yeah. know, and then I see that. As you do, Jada were winning at the time. Yeah. And then I see that Shells have taken the lead, and I'm just kind of there in shock. Like, And yeah. I was praying that they hang on, and then they got a late red card, and I'm like, because I wasn't at, watching highlights or anything, or see, at the game, I thought they'd given away a penalty or something. And I was like, oh wow. no, <laughs> have they bottled this? But no, they kept on to it, and like, fair play to them. Like, Derry unbeaten until this point. They'll be disappointed, but Shells definitely, from what I've heard, have played played very well, especially yeah, in the second I, half when they got the two yeah. goals. Mm, and... Yeah, no, I did. I I seen the highlights. It was a it was a really good performance for Shells. But um, Jamie, did you watch it? Did you see? I any did. Of it? Yeah, yeah. I watched the second half in full, really. And then all the goals. Did you see? Yeah. Did you see the first? Did you see the Derry goal by any chance? I didn't. Right. I think it might have been handball. Anyways. I think yeah. it might have been handball. The ball was put in. I think Akintunde hits his hand, but it's it's very, look. I've seen them given for handball, but then again, I don't think Derry should have had their goal, their second the goal that they got uh, disallowed. I don't think that yeah. should have been disallowed either. So I think it, it sort of balanced itself out. Either, you know, um. But yeah. Anyways, big win for Shells. Anyways, they'll be delighted. And you're seeing this the scenes at the end. Um, you know, it's it's a big result for them. You know, it, it's sort of the when you look at Shell's season so far, you know, that sort of result yeah, it, yeah. kind of doesn't, it doesn't, it's a big surprise, but at the same time, you're like, you know, Shell's are, are capable yeah. of it. They're capable of it as well. And, and you know, when you look at Shell's, they've, they've been very inconsistent so far, but great win. Yeah. And um, I think Shane Bowles come into form at the right time as well. That's what, two goals and two games? Or three, yeah, two goals and two games. Yeah. Uh, and he came really on well. against, uh, didn't he score as well against, was it? Sean McGrover. Did he score again? Yeah. Yeah. But did he score? He scored before as well this season. Before that, there's only two, but anyway, he's only a young lad. Anyway. Like, he's only 21 yeah. or 22 or something like that, and he's always impressing the first division from like a while out. You can sort of see him coming, and it's good to see him getting a few goals because you know it's our question that we say almost every week. And um, when it comes to goals, Stratford Shards are going to struggle this year, and if they can keep Shane Fowler banging them in uh, on the right that he is at the minute, they'll be very very happy. Uh, nice to see Jack Moreland get a few minutes as well. I know he had a bit of injury. Um, good to see him back in the squad. I thought when he came on, he really affected the game. Him and Brian McManus really made a big difference. I think not to be too rough on Jordan McInef. I don't think he was making the impact so far in this game and also in the last two or three games. Um, yeah. So the fact that they had Moreland back in really puts him on his toes. Um, nice to see JJ Looney back as well. Another, you know, experienced head. It just shows, you know, when Shells, they want to shut up shop, they do have the players to do it. Um, I know they haven't mm. probably taken the lead as much as they would have liked so far this year. But, you know, when they went 2-1 up, they had the players off the bench, the likes of Shane Griffin, the likes of, um, obviously, JJ Lunny, And then to be able to stick Sean Boyd up top and play as a target man, it really suits uh, that sort of style. But um, in this game, obviously, I didn't see this goal here going on about Luke, but... Um, from the balance of playing the second half as well Shells looked to fire better side they had a perfect game plan uh, Damien Duff seemed to have mastered um, how Derry play in a weird way 
I don't think the likes of Patching and the likes of Kavanaugh and the likes of McElhenney really got much of a sniff, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, I, I thought Akitunde was actually one of Derry's best players. And then I saw him get reefed off, which is a bit of an unusual one. Obviously, Matty Smith came on. Probably mm. couldn't get into the game. But at the same time, the tide was turned towards Shells. So overall, I have no doubt Damien Duff is going to be, you know, he's over the moon at the minute. He's put in two great performances now with his Shelburne side. And obviously, we were talking about that Rovers game as well. So, from a Shells perspective, <laughs> I know we were talking about Bose earlier. Two different sides of the spectrum. And I'm sure tomorrow is going to be an amazing game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, lads, the next game, Oriel Park. Dundalk 2, Sligo 1. Good result for Dundalk, but Sligo's poor form continues, Jamie. Yeah. No wonder Dylan isn't hiding around here. But anyway, um, yeah, Sligo, from the sounds of it, they didn't really offer much in this game. Um, you know, Dundalk are comfortable. I've heard that they can solve the game in large parts. Yeah. Only negative being that um, Robbie Benson went off injured. And he went oh, off he? injured relatively early. Um, I think it was his hamstring that he was holding when he was coming off. So, you know, he's a key player. He has a bit of a an issue with knee injuries and hamstring injuries in the past. So, hopefully, he's okay for the Dundalk's sake. Um, but, yeah, in this game, this is the first performance I've seen from Dundalk all year where I thought that they were on the same page and they were they looked like a proper side. Um, yeah. I thought Sligo didn't get sniffed, like I said. They obviously got that goal late. Was it true? Um, what's the new lad? Um, oh. Mata. Yeah, Max Mata, that's the one. Um, did he score? Did he score? Did he? Yeah, yeah, he's got a few now, to be fair. But I think the dark really, even after Sligo scored, they didn't really look too, too much no. in danger. Um, I have to say, best player on the pitch by far, Daniel Kelly. Um, I love to see him playing well. I think he's a top player. I remember him coming through at Bray and then going to Bowes. He was a great player to watch. Hogan um, scoring as well was a big one. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, two huge players that they need to get scoring. But uh, on Daniel Kelly quickly, you know, he's been inconsistent. And I think if Stevie can get him playing well, you know, Daniel Kelly on one side, Stephen Bradley on the other side, and then Hoban up top, tell you what, that's a, a good front three. And yeah. I think the most important thing is, you know, being able to console that starting 11. I know I said Robbie's after getting injured now, but being able to have a solid starting 11 that they know they can depend on because there's just so many changes every week. Um, I think finally now they're starting to find their best 11 and starting to sell a bit more which is brilliant and I'm sure all those dog fans will be very very happy with that result yeah Jonathan uh, for, for Sligo looking at them you know it's it's a few games now without a win um, it's very very disappointing for them especially after the start they've had yeah like they, their start to the season was really good I think they had what like three wins two draws to start off the season mm. And they're looking great. Like we kind of, we we're talking with Dylan saying like, "Oh, how do they have an outside shot at this this year?" But then last five games, no wins, three losses, including one to Shells and then a draw with UCD. They've just yeah. completely dropped off. I don't know really what's happening up there. Like it's hard to know what's going on. Like considering how they started. Um. I honestly don't know what to say. Like, like Sligo, they're a good club. They have good players. We like Pineker and Keena and Mata. But they're just not getting the results. And they need to start turning their form there. 
them and Bose, it's like they're kind of on a similar page right now. These next few games yeah. are huge for them. Mm. Uh, this looks like Sligo have slightly easier games. Finn Harps, I'm not going to say draw this an easy game, but don't want to hurt you or anything. But then Rovers after that, that's a huge game as well. So they're going to be looking at those three games as a real make or break kind of. They have to get at least, I'd say, six points from that. Yeah. If they want to keep you know, their hopes up for Europe. Yeah, I fully agree there. Um, so like over the last few games, have been, they just look, I don't know, it just looks like they've hit a bit of a hit a bit of a wall and it's gonna really know how to get around it at the minute. So, you know, they have a few big games a few big games coming up now. Harps obviously tomorrow and then draw the Friday, uh, Saturday. So, you know, they they're gonna wanna turn these results around in the second and wins quick because you know, you don't wanna be going into the Shamrock Rovers games off to the back of maybe two losses or a draw and a loss or a, a, you know what I mean? they, they wanna stick yeah, out some results in, in the next few weeks. So so yeah, they need to turn that around quick enough. Um Right, lads, we'll move on now to the UCD Bowl. Uh, UCD nil, draw the United 2. A game I was at and a game I really enjoyed. Um, Jamie, I'll go to you. Looking at this one, you know, he's all backed against Drada. Um, fair play. Like um, <laughs> look, I, I said a draw, so I can't really say an awful lot. But um, big win for Drada, anyways. Jamie. Jonathan, will go to you. Big win for Drada. Yeah, big win for them. Obviously, they're keeping up with the rest. Obviously, Shelburne got the win, so it's important they did as well. Um, from what I heard, the penalty was a bit controversial. It wasn't a handball, mm-hmm. and it wasn't in the box. From what I well, heard, well, actually, second glance, it was in the box, but <laughs> handball is a different question. Definitely interesting. Know. Anyway, you got away with one. <laughs> or, yeah, and that kind of switched the game. UCD were obviously still in it. Um, and then from then on, kind of draw. They just controlled the game, and then we end up getting the late goal. Um, yeah. Good game. Yeah. More for me yeah. to say. I think Chris Lines is amazing. I have to say, I thought Chris Lines really showed his quality in this one. Um, yeah. He's been inconsistent in parts. I know he had a really bad injury last last year with his knee. But um, mm. with the competition that he has a draw this year with the likes of Adam Foley and Dean Williams, he's really raised. Obviously, Luke, you're at the game. Uh, well, what the, 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 the thing that is standing out to me is yeah. like we've got Foley and, Mar- Mar- Foley and Williams out at the moment yeah. with injuries. Yeah, Williams picked up a, a bit of a hamstring injury against uh, Bohemians the week before. Yeah, so it was very important going into this game that Chrissy stood up and, and he did and he did just that. 90 minutes for him as well in the legs. You know, it's it's good for him because he had COVID. He had a great game against UCD in the head in the game park. Got mm. COVID. Took him a while to recover from that. He was telling me uh, in the inter- I done an interview with him uh, yeah. and he, he was telling me he was saying like, you know, it took him a while to get going but uh, after that, so you know, for him to get ninety minutes in the legs, and uh, it'll do him the world of good. And what a performance he put in! You know, I mean, he was, to be honest, he was just throwing himself around. Like it was a real typical Chris Lyons performance. You know, Lovely. winning fouls, and he didn't get many of the fouls. Now, in fairness, because the referee had a horrible game. Um, but look, we won't look leave that conversation for another day. But um, it's a big win for Drada. You know, I mean, especially with the results around them. You know, it's it's sort of eases them a bit as well because well not eases because you know they've still got a lot of big games coming up but 
when you look at Finn Harps, they drop points and use it, and then obviously beating UCD, it builds a bit of a gap between the bottom two, which I think Drada needs. But it's very tight, you know what I mean? Drada are only what a few points off Europe as yeah. well now. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you can get a few results going again, you know, you're looking up, up the table, but Drada will have to stay grounded, uh, is what I'll, what I'll say. You know, we've got a game against Derry tomorrow, so, you know, we take Anton there. So, you've got to stay grounded and, and hope for the best. But no, good result, and it was a big win and a great performance as well. Yeah, Luke, obviously you got to see uh, the UCD mm. boys, you know, in person. It's a bit different than watching through LOITD or what. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we always talk about how well they play. How how did you make of them? I know Kerrigan obviously came off. I heard he didn't really live up to expectation in this game. Um, mm. But what did you make of UCD overall? Have you seen them live? Well, I think their best player in the park was Dylan Duffy. Yeah. Um, Colin Whelan, you know, again, I don't really... Like Stagnant. he didn't play bad, he didn't play bad, but I was expecting a lot more. But again, I, I you know, I give that up to. I'm not going to talk about Colin Whelan. I'm going to give my my recognition to Dan Massey and Sean Rowan, who absolutely marked him yeah. off the game, marked him out of the game. You know what I mean? And he didn't really have an awful lot. You know, he when you get the ball into his feet, he's dangerous. You can see the danger there. You know, he's he's got a lot of strength and he's good at holding the ball up. But Dylan Duffy is a he's a he's a player. I tell you that. He's a playing them tomorrow, aren't you? So, yeah, you know, he, uh, he, you'll have to keep an eye on him. He's, he is a good player. Like, he's fast and he's very technical as well. So, um, you know, he's got a future there, you know, I definitely think. And he, but at 1 0, uh, Sam Long makes a, again, a crucial save and, you know, draw the reactor well and get it cleared. But it was a great save and keeps the game at 1 0. And then you get a goal in the late to win the, to seal off the win. It's a, it's a good result. But yeah, I was, you know, UCD weren't too bad. Second half, they were. First half, I thought they were good. Lot played. Yeah. I think they were the better team in the first half. But second half, I do think Drada were the better team. Um, once Drada got the again, Ryan Brennan coming on, you know, bit of class, bit of class, lads. Seriously, mm-hmm. like he's yeah, loving he adds a bit. Of, no, he he's adding a bit of class when you when you bring him on. He's 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 silver. Very very good. You know, like he had a chance where he went one on one with the keeper just wide, and then he had but like the first his first literally soon he's on the pitch. He takes the ball down about 30, say 30 yards out, and he just hits it. And on the half volley, and I don't know, the keeper just tipped it over the bar. Like, so, yeah, like, I think, I don't know if you've seen the highlights. Did any of you watch the highlights? I did, yeah. Yeah, I saw the highlights. Well, yeah. the, two best, the two best chances of the game before the goals weren't included in it. Draw hits a crossbar from a free kick, and uh, uh, Ryan Brennan was slipped one on one with the keeper, but neither of them were in the yeah, highlights. To be honest with you, they're weird, aren't ridiculous. they? The highlights ridiculous. of the two are unusual. Uh, I wonder if there's anyone even watching the the games, choosing the highlights. It's so unusual, I have to say. Yeah, anyway. like just like I couldn't believe that. I was watching highlights. I was nearly you were just expecting it to be there. But yeah. anyways, Strada had a free kick that hit the crossbar, um, and then Ryan Brennan missed the guilt edge one on one with the keeper. But look, got the win anyways. But that's it. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> Absolutely right, lads. I think we'll move on now to the next game. I think we've discovered the discussed that quite well. Shamrock Rovers, St Pat's. Uh, Tallis Stadium, Shamrock Rovers won St. Pat's and Hill. Lads, you were both at the game? I was and not. She's going to be blowing. Watching it on telly side. Jonathan, where are you not? I wasn't able to get there. You weren't able to get there? No, I wasn't. Because uh, being in Kildare, public transport isn't great. <laughs> no. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Jamie, I'll go to you then. Uh, yeah. I'll obviously go to you as well, Jonathan. I'm sure you watch the game. Yeah. Um, in person, it looked like a great atmosphere from the Pats fans in the way and looked great. Fair play to them. Yeah, uh, big big result for Shamrock Rovers though. Again, second half from St Pats, not good enough. Not good enough at all. 
Um, I recorded a match reaction on Irish footy vlogs, actually. I went through it. I yeah. do have to say, I thought in that second half, Pats did not look like they were even trying to win the game. Um, if you didn't know the scoreline, you'd almost argue that Pats probably won the look. There was no mm. urgency. There was no, not really any invention, no making any tackles, no one pressing down the ball. It was really disappointing. Um, I have to say, I was, I was very disappointed. And then the only real thing that we really did to try and make any attempt of changing it was to, to you know, ride at the bench and bring on five subs in the matter of I don't know, maybe five or six minutes. It was so weird. Seriously. Um, yeah, I'll be honest. It, I I liked him fancy, but I don't think he managed this game too well. And uh, oh. I don't think Ondo was up to much of the whole game. He was just he had a very good stagnant. chance, though, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Billy King was probably Pat's best player when it comes to attacking areas. I in the main, we didn't really offer enough problems to Rovers. Um, yeah, trying to be a bit too intricate, you know, trying to beat man when we just cut out loafed in the box. I just think over the balance of play, it was frustrating because Rovers went great in that weird way. I thought the game was there to not to be won per se, but to at least get a point. We just yeah. didn't see an interest in that part, which was the first time I can say that about a pot side in a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jonathan, yourself, um, what did you make of the game? Yeah, the, the first half performance I thought was actually quite good. I think we tried to hit them on the counter, which worked quite well quite a few times. Yeah, Billy had a big chance as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I seen I I, I actually put the game on at half time um, yeah. and Dara got in behind with him and I think they made a good block or something. Lee Gray. Yeah, Lee Gray yeah. made a good block. He kinda shot too early, I think. Like if he kinda yeah. dummied again, they both would have been slight tackles. Would have tried to block, but would have been out of the question, it would be one on one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't, obviously, so we move on from that. Um, Owen Doyle, big, big miss. Uh, yeah, you kind of have to be scoring well them, especially of a striker of his standard. Yeah. Um, it... He's been quite disappointed in this season, like considering the hype around him when we bought him into the club. Um, I don't think he's been bad or anything. I just think he just hasn't lived up to the expectations. Um, mm. Probably expecting but... a little bit more. Yeah. yeah, and then the second half was just poor. Um, we just kind of, the game was too slow. There was no urgency to get the ball up the pitch. And it was just disappointing. Um, and I didn't actually get to see the goal live because the uh, stream cut out for us just as they scored. Well, there, Wi-Fi right there for you. Yeah. In the nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw, the, I saw it back and it was a great pass from Andrew. Yeah, it was. It was a, some it's a great, great ball into the box. A few penalty shouts, actually. I'm not sure if you lads saw it. Oh, I've seen the, the one at Bankwell on Mandrew. It was Cavanaugh, I think, that. actually, wasn't it? I don't know what to think. It looks like he got the ball, but it's it's hard to tell. I did. Was they it? showed a replay of it. It's it's a tough I, one. I thought, was it not a Bankwell on Mandrew, no? You're right, actually, yeah, there was two. Yeah, in the first half. And then also, oh, yeah, yeah. Redmond on um, Cavanaugh. Oh, I did see that one as well, yeah. So, I, don't, I didn't see that one. I have to say, I do think, <laughs> I don't know, I had a bang, bad angle. Obviously, I was in the east stand. If I had got the, the angle in the main stand, it would probably be a bit better. But for the one on Kavanagh from Joe Redmond, I have to say, I thought it was a penalty. Um, yeah. I could be way off. 
uh, I don't really know. But um, as for the Abanka one, Amandrio, I don't think it was. I thought it was. No, I don't think shot. so either. I think he. It looks he like he got the ball. Yeah, I think he got the ball as well. Yeah, no, I do. I think he gets the ball. But um, for Pats, I think it's a, it's a, you know, it's a few games without a win now, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're gonna want to. Obviously, he's got UCD tomorrow, so it's a great opportunity to get three points, of course. But, exactly. Um, you know, it's a sort of form that Pats probably don't want. You know, especially if you have aspirations of European football next season as well. I think if Pats do not win tomorrow, they'll be questions on Tim Clancy you know I don't think it's right but I think I've already seen a few things after the Rovers game yeah um, I saw that don't yeah, want to hear crazy. it lads don't want to hear crazy, it crazy isn't it absolutely crazy don't want to hear it yeah, yeah. keep it positive <laughs> no I'm not going to be not going to be calling for someone's head um, but anyways uh, I know we had the discussion about Keith Long which I, <laughs> I was about to say to clarify <laughs> I was not calling for his head <laughs> I just think there will be questions asked for Keith Long uh, but yeah. for Tim Clancy, you know, he's only in the job. Give him a bit of time, lads. Come on. Come oh, on. I, I completely agree. I'm Clancy. I all agree with you. I think it's crazy that we're having the conversation. Yeah. yeah so no, it's, uh, it's very early. Like, look at the... You look at not even just... Let's look of some of the squads that have lost big players this season. You know what I mean? Like, you draw that have lost, you know, a whole back line. You know what I mean? Um, mid, a few players around... Just around the whole pitch. You know what I mean? Big players. Um, also, Bowes, we mentioned Bowes, Sligo, you know what I mean? All these teams, Dundalk. So it, it's all these teams who have lost players, you know what I mean? It's, it's going to take them a while to settle. Uh, Shells, you know, take them a while. Still, you know, they've had a few good results. It'll take them a while to settle. It's a new squad. Finn Harris have lost a lot of players. You know, everyone has lo- lost a lot of players. So it will. Yeah. It's, it's, a very, it's a very strange league at the minute, lads. Like, I actually thought, you know, what was being, you know what was mad last season? That Waterford finished that got relegated on 40-odd points. Yeah. But I actually think this season is actually similar. it's gonna yeah. better that. It's gonna be pretty similar because oh. there's teams there's teams it, it's again, you know what I mean? I'm looking at looking at Drada, I think we're only two points off of Pats. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I don't know if I'm right in saying that. You are, yeah. Like that, that's that's the that's the way the league is going at the moment. You know what I mean? It's just it, it's mental. It's it's great though. It is really good. Love it. it is great. Oh, if you're that. a neutral, if you're a neutral. Right, lads. Um after all of our discussions of the Premier Division games, I think it's uh, right now to move on to the First Division. There were some uh, brilliant results and some brilliant games. Uh, so we'll have a quick run through them and then uh, we'll look ahead into the Premier Division games on Monday and obviously First Division on Monday as well. So, lads, starting off with Athlone and Treaty, finished one all. Um, looking at this game, Treaty, I think they're going to be disappointed that they didn't pick up three points. We've all predicted them to get three points. Uh, Jamie, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think they will be. I completely agree with you. I think the fact that Athlone obviously have had so many problems off the pitch, mm. for them to come on and, you know, get a point off treaty, they'll be filming. Um, yeah. A different sort of treaties, or sorry, a different sort of Athlone side that we've seen under Martin Russell. Um, success at Odegaard wasn't really getting the look in. Uh, it was nice to see him obviously play a full game and obviously he got the goal. Yeah. Um, success actually came to a pat and he mm. was widely looked at as one of the, the better players coming through if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, he ended up going to, to Westford and um, didn't really work out at Westford. He got a bad injury. And obviously he got taken in by Atlone this year and he's a good player. There's definitely a good player in there. And if he's nurtured correctly, um they could be onto something. I always wondered why he wasn't really getting a look in under Martin. So new manager. Um 
clean slate for him anyway, and hopefully he can be firing for Atlanta this year. Yeah, uh, John and obviously Atlanta. Pretty sure still on the look for a new manager. Um, so at the minute they're just obviously got a got someone in just saying just for the short term. Um, so it's obviously he'll have different ideas to maybe what Martin Russell had. I still don't agree with Martin Russell getting the sack, mm-hmm. of course, but. John, and what are you thinking of this game? Atlone won three one. I'd say three will be disappointed if they didn't pick up three points here, though. Yeah, obviously they will. Like they're, it's an Atlone side that have struggled all season. No manager, obviously, can lead to a bit of a bounce. We've seen that with many teams before. Yeah. Um, but still, Trudy, they should have won this game. Let's be honest. Like on on paper, they're a better side. They're yeah. Some good players. But and then. They can see quite late on, but they got a nice, a good equaliser. It was a good goal by Christopher. Uh, I saw it on the in- League of Ireland Instagram. It was a great goal. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Athlone will definitely take this point. They need to start picking up some points. Only two points off Cove now. Yeah. So maybe for them, this they can pick up a slight bit of form while they're on the new manager bounce kind of thing. They've coached tomorrow, so that's a big that's a huge game. Yeah, it really is. I agree. That's like a bottom of the league six pointer kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely so, right. That's definitely interesting. Was uh sorry John to cut across you there. That's okay. Uh Cork nil, Bray nil. Uh Jamie, of all of Bray's nil all draws this season, which there's been many, uh, I think that'd be definitely very pleased with this one. I, I think obviously we were sent a video into the into our Instagram page of a penalty appeal from the Cork fans and the yeah. Cork players, uh, Cork officials, and I think they have a case because I think that was a Stonewall penalty. I completely agree. I'm glad you brought that up, and um, I think you know. Not to sound like Mr. Giltrap here, if any of you guys know, but the standard of refereeing probably isn't up to, to scratch, and we've seen that in the last few weeks. Yeah, um, it's very disappointing. Sorry, Jamie, to cut across you there. Yes, like, it, it's, I would have been a bit like, it's, it is, it's, it's, it, the standard is really poor. Like, I even noticed it in our Indrada's game the other day, like, the referee gives up, gives the penalty, it's, it's, it's not a penalty, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's not a penalty. Like it's, it's he's it's hit as you know. You can I can see you know I mean why it's you know it's a difficult one. You know his arms were kind of out, but it hits him in the chest. It referee was in front of it as well. It's not as if he he had a good view of it. It and even the linesman as well had a great view of it as well. So yeah. it shouldn't be given as a penalty. But sure. look, I'm not lads. I'm not complaining here. But um, just you'd be disappointed if you were a UCD fan. You know what I mean. And even looking at that core the decision by the referee to not give a penalty here. And I actually, I think he gave a free out as well. So, yeah, yeah. I think the standard is, is really, really poor. It's crazy. Like, uh, obviously, of course, your man Roy, the core fan, sent it into us anyway and he's up in the stands and it's clear as day. Like, I know you have certain angles and that sort of thing, but that's inexcusable, I have to say. Like, all these yeah. guys are putting everything in there. Part-time, if they're working the full-time job, they deserve better than that, I have to say. And, you know, I know there's human error and everything. But like that, that's really poor. I'm sorry. Um. Anyway, the outside of that, it seemed like a, a typical Bray game. If that makes sense, they sort of made it difficult for Cork. I think Bray would probably be happier, uh, like you alluded to, Luke, with this nil odd and the other nil odd. But at the same time, you know, Bray creating chances is a big problem. Yeah, it really is. Because 
from what I'm hearing from the likes of Keith Ryan and um, Gavin, the Cork fan, sorry, I don't know second name, um, Bray were on top. Bray were way on top of this game. It was like Cork were really there for the taking. So yeah. I think there'll be a bit of frustration there in a weird way. No one would have expected it, but um, it, seems, it sounds to me like Bray were really pushing for that first goal and to really bring three points back to Wicklow. But, you know, for Cork to hold out, I know it probably isn't what the fans would want. But, you know, if you're getting outplayed, you come up with a point, you know, it's not the worst team in the world and they stay top. Yep, absolutely. Um, Jonathan, what are you thinking? Cork nil, Bray nil, looking at the game, I think. Obviously, Jamie was talking about Bray had a few chances and that. And, you know, they've got a lot of goal scorers in the team. Uh, you know, they've got Rob Manley and that. So, there's, you know, goal scorers there. But they're just not finding the net at the minute, are they? No, they're not. And, like, you just, you just kind of question, like, what the story is with them. But, like, maybe it's the style of play. I don't know. Because, like, they started the season off awful with the 6 Like, they started with a 6-0 loss to the same Cork side. Yeah. And they conceded 10 goals in their first three matches. And since then, they've only, they've only conceded two. <laughs> but they haven't scored many either, have they? They've, they've only scored three. <laughs> See, that's four, a problem. Four, you know? sorry. Four. Yeah, like it's a, that's a problem. Like it's, when you're looking at that and you're saying you're not conceding goals, but you've got to score them if you want to win games, of course. So yeah. you know, when you're not getting the goals, it, it is. It's a worrying side for them. Uh, they've got goal scorers in the team, though. No denying that. The likes of Callum Thompson and Rob Manley and that. They've got people who will who will and can score goals. It's just a matter of finding them, you know. It's it's uh, to get some points on the board. They've got a good few. They've got a few draws now. So, you know, they want to start turning these draws into wins in the next few games. But anyways, I think it's, it's uh, right now to move on to the next game. Waterford and... Galway lads, Waterford yeah. nil, Galway won. We were looking at this as the game of the weekend, uh, this division, uh, and I finished one nil to Galway. Um, good goal as well uh, from I think, uh, the Spanish fella Manu Dimas, I think. Dimas, scored, yeah. yeah, scored it. Um, really good finish as well. So you know, fair play to him. Uh, it's a big win for Galway on there. You know, especially with Cork dropping points. You know, it gets them a bit closer to them, Jamie. Yeah, you're right. Um, big win for Galway, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, a huge opportunity for Galway, and they obviously took it with both hands. Um, they're leveling points now with Cork, if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, huge. Your man Dimas, a very, very tidy player. From what I'm hearing in Cork, or, not Cork, sorry. Uh, from what I'm hearing in Galway. Um, the goal I saw on the, the Instagram as well for the SSC Electricity League. Yeah. Was a great goal. Um, but from our reports, that you know, I watched the game live. Um, I'm hearing that Watford probably weren't up to it. Waterford didn't really offer much. And, you know, I don't want this to turn into the the manager sacking show, but, you know, people calling for Ian Mars's departure already. Um, so that obviously shows how unhappy the, the Waterford faithful are with the management team at the minute and how they're playing. I think overall with the team in Waterford's position with Premier Division quality, you know, we all know how good Patterson and Junior and Halford and all these boys are. Um, to see them playing, I don't want to say defensive style of football, but you know they're not creating as much as much chances as they would be, um, if they maybe had a more attacking manager. But I yeah. think that could be very frustrating for the Watford fans, knowing that they do have the quality to really attack these teams, and maybe they're, you know, Ian Marsh has always been a, a defensive manager, and it works in in history. You know, he's won two two uh, first division titles playing that way. 
But um, he's, it's one of them styles. When it's not going well, you hear about it because the style of play isn't beautiful. But when it is going well, no one hears about it. And I yeah. do think um, he's got the players. Ian Morris has the track record to turn it around. And to be honest with you, I do back him to turn it around. Absolutely, yeah, no, I I fully agree. You know, he's done. He's fairly recognised in the first division now, and I think he's got quality there to turn that around. Uh, John, and what did you think of this one? Yeah, um, I thought Galway played well. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that Galway side, and yeah. I've got, I've wanted them to come up for years. Like I've back when I was younger, going to Galway away, I loved going there. Don't know why, just always did. Um, so. For me, I kind of hope they go back up. And it's great to see them doing well. They have a great side. Some yeah. great players. Like Dimas, uh, Adiemo. Um, yeah. Uh, but Waterford, they're, they've, they're dropping points in games. They really can't be dropping points. Um, they've dropped points now to Galway and to Cork and to Treaty and to Longford. You can't be doing that if you want to be challenging for the title. If you want to be going straight back up. Yeah. They, and they play Cork tomorrow, so that'll be a big game for them. Mm. They need to at least get a draw from that if they want to keep going. So, they'll definitely be up for that. And Galway are on a bye, so they won't be playing until Friday. Absolutely. Okay, lads. Uh, the next game is Wexford and Cove. Jamie, Wexford 4, Cove 2. I think, you know, we've given Wexford a lot of praise on the show over the last few weeks. And again, another great win for them. A great win for Wexford. Great game. Six goals, obviously. Um, so I'm sure the Wexford faithful enjoyed that. Um, yeah. It was good to see, you know, obviously Wexford attacking their goal. They've had a few one nils and nil alls in recent week in recent weeks and um, in the words of Liam a stellar performance this week <laughs> I do think yeah. you know Cove actually played better than I thought they would I have to say um, I saw the highlights and of course you know as we talked about earlier highlights can be skewed but um, from the looks of it I, I haven't seen any games this year where Cove created that many chances they looked dangerous in the counter attack but I do think from the band's play I was talking to a Wexford fan believe it or not they are out there and he said that Connor Crowley in the middle sort of bossed the game and I forget the name of the Cove midfielder it, it, oh, fuck sorry was but um, some Cove midfielder couldn't handle him you know he was getting done every time which really allowed Wexford to really dominate the game and create loads of chances so from that perspective I'm sure Ian Ryan would be very happy with it and you know for games like this they probably don't get enough publicity, but you know, for Wexford this year, they're going to be really eyeing up that playoff spot. People forget so many teams have a chance of going up in the first division. It makes it a great league to watch. And weirdly, Wexford could be, you know, among the lower two or three teams, but yet they still have aspirations to get promoted, which is crazy. Absolutely, yeah. No, that's the way that the first division it goes. You know, a few good results and you're right up there, you know. With the amount of teams that can get into the playoffs, so absolutely, uh, Jonathan, uh, you know we've obviously given, as I was just saying, Wexford a lot of praise here uh, over the last few few weeks, and that you know I think they're finally, well, not finally, I think they're starting to really get rewards for for their good performances as well. Yeah, it's another good performance for them. Great win to boost their 
like points tally, obviously they're point out the playoff spots. Um, I, I thought they played really well. The the first goal they scored early on from Jack Hardy that was a great goal. I saw the yeah. the highlight of that goal. Some finish that was. Yeah. Um. To be fair, Cove made a game of it. Like they didn't make it too easy for Wexford. Like they equalized very quickly after. Yeah. And then after that, Wexford got goals either side of half time and then kind of started to dominate the game. And there was obviously another goal from Cove, but quickly after, Aaron Dobb seals up the the win for Wexford. So they'll be delighted with that, obviously. Cove, they haven't been great this season at all, have they? Like, one win from their first nine games, and that was against Athlone, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's not what they want, but from a West point of view, a great performance. And uh, as we said, like, I'm a big fan of the side. Yeah, absolutely. Right, lads. Uh, first division results are all finished. So let's look ahead now to Monday's games. Tomorrow's games, uh, it's hard to believe that it's already already around here. Yeah. Another round of games. Uh, it's great having the, the Friday, Monday, especially on the bank holiday. Like, um, yeah, you know, all games on at different times as well. It's something different. And I'm looking forward to it now, lads, to be honest. Just... Yeah, can't wait. I agree with you. So yeah, right. games. Hopefully, be able to catch a few. Yeah, absolutely. This is a game I'm going to watch anyways for definite. Be watching mm-hmm. it with uh, with uh, quite a lot of intrigue. Uh, intrigue. Okay, that's lads. That's all of our first division results. Uh, let's look ahead now. It's uh, mad that you know we're already looking ahead to tomorrow. Another round of fixtures. Uh, it's great having the Friday to Friday quick turnaround with Friday Monday. Probably not great for the players, but great for great for the fans. Anyways, uh, get to watch their team again. Um, lads, looking ahead now. Shells Bowes first game three o'clock game. I'm gonna watch. I'm actually gonna stick it on the telly now tomorrow and watch it. It should be a good game. Um, John, what are you thinking? I think Shells definitely, definitely are gonna be looking at this game and thinking they can get three points from this. Yeah, like, fully right. Their their form is great, like a, a huge win against Derry, and then again winning against Sligo as well, and then they lost to Rovers, but they still played well. They only lost in the last minute, like that's mm. really picked up at Talca Park, um, and it's the complete opposite for Bows. Like their form is awful. Yeah, like dropping points from games that really shouldn't be, like UCD and Finn Harps. Like they're they're level on points, but like different, completely different points of view from the teams. So it's definitely going to be an interesting game. I might have to stick it on myself. Yeah, and watch it. It's definitely going to be a cracker. Should be sold out. Bank holiday Monday, and uh, not close to sell out yet. Uh, the weather's not meant to be great. I've heard, but like that's not going to stop people. Like, let's be honest. No. Uh yeah, it's definitely gonna be a good game. Um do you want me to give predictions? Yeah, go ahead. Uh let's say one one. Ooh, one all right. Jamie, what are you thinking? I agree with a lot of Jonathan's uh, thoughts about this one to be fair. I do think it'll be a good occasion. Uh I think both sides have a lot to play for. Yeah. Uh, Bowes, I think you'll be able to tell in the first five or ten minutes whether if they're up for this game or not. Um and if they're not, Shells will definitely be trying to make the most of it because then, you know, they're on a good bit of reform at the minute and 
I think Duff will have them well drilled. I think Long will be probably having to experiment a little bit, change it up the side. Um, so that would either go one of two ways. And I do think whoever scores the first goal, especially if it's Shelburne, uh, I can see them winning. Like yeah. I was saying about the Derry game, if Shells go yeah. up this year, they have the players from the bench to, to really show up shop. And I think, you know, in a, in a derby like this, it's going to be cagey. They're going to have to yeah. use all their experience. And um, I do think they will probably just edge it. I'm going to go with a 1 0 Shelburne. I've wrote down the exact same thing. Yeah. I've I gone 1 0 one one Shells. I think it's going to be Shells going to get an early goal and they're just going to shut up shop. And balls yeah. are just going to be just going to get frustrated. Yeah. Um, it's quick to say. Since Brendan Clark's gone in goals. Yeah. 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 Big change. The Big change. leadership he has and the experience he has really helps this this the, the defence mainly for mm. him, but like and that advances up the pitch then. Yeah. Confidence from the back really runs through, I agree. Yeah. But lads, at the same time, like the Lewis Webb on loan, like the, the his his club that he's with, uh permanently. They're not going to be happy that they're not playing, that Shells aren't playing them, you know what I mean? And like, I would not be surprised if, you know, obviously Brendan Clark, they're not going to change him now as well, where it's working and that, and he's been brilliant for them this season so far since he's come in, uh, since he's come back into the squad. But they're not going to take him out, obviously. But I would not be surprised if, I think it's Swansea's with. Yeah, Swansea, you're correct. They might recall him, you know what I mean? And, you know, if he's not playing, he's not like they won't be happy with that. Yeah, but yeah, you're, you're right. I, yeah, I agree. Right. I do think though, at the same time, you know, if it means that he does get recalled, um, it's probably worth it because I think it's clear now that Clark probably is the better keeper. But yeah. um, I do agree with you. It, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one anyway to see how it works. Yeah, Webb has shown glimpses of what he will, what sort of career he will have. Like, there's yeah. no, doubt he'll have a good career. You know what I mean? He, he's a he's a good keeper, but you know, it, 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 he he's struggled in the league of Ireland so far. Um, he has, yeah. But, I think yeah, maybe here, he's here maybe a year too early. If he was here next year, it could be a different story. But I just mm. don't ready yet. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is fine. Like, yeah, exactly. Like you're saying. It, when you're a goalkeeper as well, you know what I mean? It's it's a difficult one when you're coming into a new country and, you know, it's a new league. It's a completely different league to what you'd probably be used to as well. So where it's probably as tight, you know what I mean? Like anyone can be anyone and you're under a lot of pressure. Um. So, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's probably something he's probably not adapted to too well. But, anyways, um, moving on down to the next game, lads. UCD ball, uh, five o'clock kickoff, am I be right in saying? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. UCD packed. Um, lads, Jamie, I'll go to you. What are you thinking? Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to this one. I think it's a big game for Pats. If Pats didn't knock them out of this game with three points, they, they might have a, I don't know, a bit of a, a tough period on their hands. They, I think we played Derry then after. After Harp, so um, I think this is a must win. There's no really point of sugar counting it, if I'm being honest. I think uh, if Pats do knock him out of this game with three points, um, Clancy might get a few a few dodgy comments, which obviously we've seen already. Mm. Um, from a UCD perspective, which we disagree about, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, <laughs> from a UCD perspective, like you were saying earlier, Luke, I'm looking forward to seeing Dylan Duffy and uh, seeing what he can offer. No doubt he'll be very hungry. Um, I also like your man Lorcan Healy in that. I think he's a top keeper. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he does. Um, but uh, I think once again, it's going to go one of two ways. I think Pats will either have a reaction, they'll come out hungry, they'll come out looking for a win, trying to win every battle. Or we might get the Pats that we saw in the second half against Rovers. And if we do, 
as mad as it sounds, you know, we're there for the taking. And um, we were really poor in the second half. And although UCD probably aren't the most experienced side, they've beat some players and they'll be able to take advantage of that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John and, oh, J- Jamie, I'll get your score prediction, actually. Yeah, I will go with a one-all. I'm going to be a bit pessimistic. <laughs> well, I've gone with a 2 0 same pass win. Yeah, I like it. Uh, John <laughs> Uh, yeah, Pats. You really don't know with them at the moment. Like, we we seem to be very up and down. Uh, yeah, you don't know what to think of this. Like, UTD, they could definitely get something from this if we don't show up. But like, if we play the way we did in other games, it could be a great game for Pats. So you just don't know. Yeah. Um, in terms of score predictions. The gut instinct is telling me two one UCD. I hope it's wrong. Oof. I hope it's wrong. But okay. my my gut doesn't lie, so you know I, I I'm always right with these predictions. So what are you going for? Two one UCD. Yep. Oh, I'm the only one uh, going for Pats. You said <laughs> we're the Pats Jamie. fans. <laughs> you said one all, Jamie. Yeah, yeah one all. And then two one, John and Wow. Calling me the masterclass. Uh, look, look. The, the reason I've gone with a pass win, I think you know, Pats are gonna get a reaction. They're gonna need it. Yeah, look, if, so. You know, I think if Pats get an early goal, it could be a few goals. You know what I mean? I think they yeah, need to get that early goal to settle a bit of maybe, maybe a bit of nerves. You know what I mean? But yeah. settle a bit anyway. And if they can get an early goal and push on, then and you know, I think there might be some changes to this Pats team. I, I, I expect a few changes to the team. He might make. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I honestly think Tunde is gonna get a start. He should. Uh, I think yeah. he will. I think. I think he, he will. Play him on you the left I mean? wing. Yeah. But no, I, I, I fancy St. Pat's here. I think he's will win it comfortably. Um, I think it'll be 2 0. Uh, but then again, UCD are dangerous team as well, of course. But Pat's are, Pat's are have the players to, to, to turn this around. Right, lads. Uh, Bally Buffet, Harp Sligo. Uh, John, I'll go to you. What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, you pin Harps. They're definitely it's not, not going to be the same as Friday night. I don't think they have two suspensions now. Yeah, yeah really from player, Friday yeah. night, two big players as well, Mike Woods and Ray. I think they got an injury as well. I heard it. Who was an that? injury? As well. I don't know. I don't know who. Connie, it was, maybe. I think. Might have been. A, I think they've got a. They've got an injury, anyways. I do, I do know that. Um. So I don't know. Yeah, but I think I'm gonna back Sligo for the first time in weeks. Yeah, uh, I'll say two 0 Sligo. Hold on a second, uh, Jonathan. You said two 0 Sligo. I do. I think, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think I'm going to go one off. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I yeah what are you thinking? There? What are you thinking? There, I'm going to go two and Finn Harps. <laughs> oh, yeah, I actually, don't know. Yeah. Oh, to be honest with you, I don't want that to happen. Uh, being honest, I don't want that to happen. Uh, right. Ja- uh, Jamie, what do you think here? Looking at this game, right? Um, Finn Harps, I I know you you pretty. What making you think and what's making you think that they will get a win here? Um, you know when you think of logistical things such as as injuries and suspensions and all that, I think they apply to every team. Don't get me wrong, but I just think weirdly, um, with Harps, the quality doesn't matter as much as other teams. It's more about the mentality and the heart that they show. And I think yeah, in the past, using history as the greatest trajectory for the future. And um, we've seen, you know, Harps, they always sort of go on run straight seasons where they go three or four really good results. Then they might go off and have 10 horrible results. 
I yeah. have a feeling that might uh, really lift the confidence in that group. And like I was saying earlier, I think Bastian Heary, I think when he's on his game, um, he's almost unstoppable. He really is up there with one of the best in the league when he's on his game. And I saw a lot of positives from his performance personally against Bowes, and I think if he yeah. can carry that in to this game, he can really be an asset to Finn Harps. Then from a Sligo perspective, I just think they've looked a bit flat. I think, once again, a bit like Harps, they sort of swing around about, you know, a few weeks they go through amazing form and then they drop off. And I just think they're getting caught at the wrong time for for uh, Sligo. And I just think Finn Harps might do them. Okay, no problem. Um, you've got some really good points there. I have to agree with some of the points you're saying. Right, lads. Uh, Tala Stadium, Shamrock Rovers, Dundalk. Big game. This is, uh, mm. if you look at it, lads, I... Apart from the shells, well, I think this match might be the game of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Well, Monday. <laughs> game of the Monday. Uh, Jane, uh, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, I think it's a big game. I think it's <laughs> every game's a big game, but uh, yeah, this one really is a an interesting one from two points of view. And um, Shamrock Rovers, they haven't played outrageously well recently. No, um, I think even the shells game, where obviously they got the win they probably wouldn't be too happy with their performance. And I think against Pats, Pats were there for the taking. It was more Pats were poor than Rovers were good, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just think, um, with the dark, obviously, probably having their most positive performance of the season. Um, I'm not going to, I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to go for a Dundalk win here, but um, similar to what we're saying about Harps and Sligo, they're getting caught at the wrong time for Shamrock Rovers. Um, I think... That on dark side would be very hungry. Don't get me wrong. Andrew Toby Benson is huge in this game. You definitely want Robbie on that pitch for um, for this one. But I do think, you know, the likes of Joe Adams who will probably come in. He'll be hungry. He'll be looking for um that position to be his. I do think from a Rovers perspective, and um, we all know the quality that they have. And for Rovers, I do think that they haven't clicked yet. And in a big game like this, it might be the game where they do really click and show us how good they are because I have no doubt they'll be again the next few weeks I'm not sure who it will be against where they'll just blow a team away with all their quality and you know beat them comprehensively but I do think in the past Stevie has been able to neglect uh, how Bradley plays obviously with Pats we haven't beaten overs in a long time when he was there but they were always tight games you know you were getting your nil alls and your one alls yeah. and uh, then obviously the game earlier in the year from what I heard, it was a very competitive game and Dundalk actually probably had the upper hand. And if it wasn't for a Leon Paul save, then maybe you're lucky to not come out with three points. Shepard again, though, in that game was fantastic. Yeah, you're right. Mm. He saved a, a great header from Pat Hoban, if I'm correct. Mm. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with a one-all on this one. One-all, right. I've gone with a one-nil Dundalk. Uh, not Dundalk, sorry. One-nil uh, Shamrock Rovers. I think that's just, you know... The Ray Roberts defended um that first half against Pats was de- was very good actually. Yeah. Um so I do sure. think you know I mean um looking at this one I think they'll they're gonna be again I think it'll be comfortable enough for them, but I do think Dundalk will still cause some problems. But I do think Shamrock Rovers' quality will shine through in this game. Jonathan, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm actually thinking Dundalk could edge this one. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah I don't oh, know why. Like one end of the one of those good instincts, but Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely not like uh, an easy game to predict. No, like you could, I could see any scoreline. Like, um, yeah, like when Pats were playing against Rovers, it's like 
you could see signs that they're able to be broken down. Oh, yeah, well, I think like, I think that's been saying from... I think everyone who's played Shamrock Rovers this year, you know what I mean, has, yeah. have had moments against them, you know what I mean? It's not... They're not yeah. this unbeatable team, like... It's just whether Dundalk can pounce on those moments. And yeah, when you're, playing against, when you're playing against Shamrock Rovers, you have to take your chances, I think. Yes. Yeah. You've got to take your chances. If you don't take your chances, you're going to be punished. And I think Pats were punished by that. Um, yeah, I agree. They take that chance in the first half, so... They'll have to take their chances. John, what's your score prediction? I'm going to say 2-1 Dundalk. Yeah. And I'm going to say McCarry's going to score in the 43rd minute. Just McCarry, the left back? Yeah. Or is he a right back? One of the two, anyway. McCarry, I know. Yeah, he's going to score in the 43rd minute. Come back to that. Okay. <laughs> um, that was a <laughs> random L prediction. You don't have the balls for it, eh? Right. Straight <laughs> Right, lads. The last uh, this is the last Monday game, uh, quarter day kickoff. Draw the United versus Derry City, uh, heading to game park. Jamie, I'm gonna go to you. Derry, you yeah. picked up the first loss of the season. Do yeah. you think what way do you think they're gonna react from this? And do you give Draw any chance against them? All right, I'm sorry, Luke. I think this is the worst time to play Derry. Uh, yeah. Contrary to popular belief, a few people might be thinking it's an opportunity to pounce. I think Derry will be really hungry. I think this is going to be the best day performance of the year so far, is my my guess that I'm putting out here. I think Drada, <laughs> let's see. I think Drada, you know, they're on a good vein of form, don't get me wrong. Um, but I just have a feeling that they are going to be really hungry after dropping points. Yeah. Um, a loss to Shells that no one would have expected. Um, I think it probably brought them down to earth a bit more. You know, they've they seen like a bit like untouchable recently getting them late goals and really dominating games. But I just think uh, it's horrible for Drada to be playing them. And, you know, obviously we don't know how it will go. We don't know how the reaction will be. But I, I really think that this Derry side, um, they're a good group and they probably have enough experience in there to to rock up to Drada now heading to Game Park and just be looking for blood, if that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go with a 3-0 Derry win. And through no fault of Drada, I think Drada... Uh, are still going to be in a good red band of four after this, but I just think Derry will be untouchable in this game. Uh, I don't like that prediction. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, draw the five games unbeaten going into this one. Do you give them? Do you give them any chance against Derry? I actually do. Although my my head, everything in my head is telling me Derry are going to wipe the floor, but my heart and my gut. It says otherwise. I'm, I'm leaning towards Drogheda winning purely because I think, like they're on form. They're seeing that Derry've lost, and they're gonna be hungry to pounce on this, thinking this is our chance. This is the time we can potentially get a big result here, and make a statement for ourselves. Um, now this it could Jonathan, be you should be going in motivation. John and you should be going into draw. You should be going into that. I'm going to get on to Kevin Doherty. John wants to come in and do our team talk. I was thinking that. I was thinking that exact thing. I can hear what he's laughing. That's brilliant. <laughs> Go on, anyway. Keep going. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just that's just what I'm feeling. Um, I feel like they can't do it. Um, I'm going to say two one de- or de- draw that. But. I, I could easily see Derry winning as well. Like, But yeah, that's my prediction. 2-1 Gerrard. Are we getting a goal score in a minute? 
And Chris Lyon, <laughs> 64th. Oh, I'll tell you what, if you get one of these right, oh, I would love it. I will. John, if you get the score prediction, oh, man, you go down a hero in my eyes. Um, <laughs> Jamie, what did you say? You said... Uh, 3-0, 3-0. Cheers, you know, that's right, Nick, what are you saying? 2-1 Derry. Um, look, lads, you know what I mean? I think we've been in, in uh, And again, I don't think there's going to be any fault of our own. Um, you know, we've been in fine form recently. You know, look, it's, it's took us a while to get going, of course, because of the, the you know, when you lose so many players and that. And, you know, it was always going to be took, take us a while to get going. But, you know, we've, we've shown a lot recently in the last five games that, you know, uh, in that and, uh, Five games unbeaten is, is is always good in this league. You know what I mean? Five games without losing again, it's always good. Yeah, um, it's great. So, yeah, but I think this one is just going to be just a bit too much. You know, we think Barry are going to be coming into this game off a loss, so they're going to be wanting to just turn this straight around and you know get back on that winning, get back to that winning feeling. But again, could I? I, I think it's going to be tighter than what Jamie thinks. But I'm going to go two one Derry. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I uh, I'm just looking here on Fault Mob. There's like you can vote for who you think will win. Yeah. And forty two percent of people think Drado will win. Wow. To the thirty. Yeah. How many counts have you got, Luke? <laughs> and I'm sorry, he's <laughs> actually went with a dairy win. Uh, One hundred nine votes. I went with a dairy win, by the way. Yeah. Again, predicting against Drada, and as I've said, lads, the run keeps going. Every time I predicted against Drada, they've turned me. They've proved me wrong. Every. T- so. Exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, hopefully, hopefully, lads. Hopefully, my run keeps going and, and Jonathan gets his his uh run going again. Right, lads. <laughs> uh, first division games. We'll uh, yeah. just get your predictions real quickish, and uh, yeah, you know, think this has been a uh, longer than we thought it would be. We've had a lot of technical issues. Uh, <laughs> Fuck <so> anchor. <laughs> uh, anchor will definitely not be sponsoring us after that. Uh, <laughs> being honest. Uh, but look, lads, it's, it's obviously it's still been a, an enjoyable episode. But we'll uh, just get your uh, your predictions for the first division games. Uh, Jamie, I'll go to you first. Waterford Court. It's a two o'clock kickoff. Um, yeah. I think they're gonna throw it on as well. I think they'll definitely throw this game on. This is gonna be a good game. I, I'm gonna probably watch a bit of this and then I'll turn on the the Bulls game. That's my plan tomorrow. Um, so Waterford Court. Obviously, obviously, I'll be going to to the draw the game. There's no 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 doubts about that. Um, Waterford Cork lads what are you thinking uh, Jamie Waterford Cork a bit of a derby here um, two very very good sides with great quality um, <laughs> as as I was saying but um, I do think Cork probably edges at the minute on form they'll be hungry after dropping points against Bray and I do think just on the balance of play and the balance of the two squads at the minute I'm going to go with a 2-1 Cork win right I'm going to be bold here, boys. I'm going to say it's going to be a, a grand old day for Cork City and they're going to win the game 2-0 and it's just going to be comfortable. They're not going to they're not going to get out of second gear is my prediction. Very bold. It is bold, but I do think the way Cork are and the way Waterford are at the minute. But again, it could be proven wrong and the yeah. Waterford fans at the moment hate me. <laughs> um, but maybe I'm doing you a favour. So we'll see. Jonathan, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm actually going to go nil-nil. Oh, I think cracker. Form, form does not matter in a derby. Enjoy watching this one, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> form will, like, I really don't think form matters when it comes to derbies. Like, they Waterford could have lost their last six and 
I could still see the same thing. Like, derbies are just different games. There's different attitudes for it. Two o'clock on a Monday afternoon in Waterford. It's going to be a boar fest, but it'll be a good boar fest. <laughs> <laughs> What's a good boar fest? Yeah, I, I was thinking um, about that. The, the, the atmosphere from the fans will make it good, I guess. Okay, right. okay. Cork will have a good crowd down, I'm sure, as well. Um, You're going to have to quote that now. Good boar fest. Yeah. Oh, I think it'll be 10 o'clock. t-shirts. Right, lads. <laughs> Uh, Bray Longford. Not a, this is a good. This is a good game written on it. Do you know what? I actually think this will be a good game. I think this will be the best game that the Carlisle Ground has seen this season. I uh, don't. You don't. No, they'll get one goal. That'll be interesting for them. Yeah, Jamie, what do you think? I'll get your prediction first before. Yeah, uh, the Gary Cronin Derby. Obviously, he's brought a few players off from Bray to Longford, and I'm sure Gary won't be too pleased after getting you know, uh, ousted of Bray. Obviously, Pat Devlin's in there now. Um, I have to say, I think a lot of the Bray fans probably sided with uh, Gary Cronin at the time, so it'll make for an interesting dynamic. Um, I will probably end up going with a a two 0 Longford win. I've been impressed by Longford. Um, they've sort of went underneath people's radar, and I think they've been better than people have probably given them credit for. So I think they'll they'll be pretty comfortable in this one, and I'm going to go with yeah, a two 0 win. Two 0 Longford. I'm going to go with a 2-1 Longford win. I think Longford are in fine form at the minute and they're a good team to watch yeah. as well, which is they're playing nice football and uh, they're looking a good team. So um, they look like a serious threat for the the title. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a okay. prediction. They're going to be a serious threat, I think. Uh, you know, they've had a few games. They had the game obviously called off and then they obviously played it there the other day and got a 2-0 win. So, you know, they're picking up results and getting three points, which is which is big. Jonathan, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm actually going to say 1-0 break. Whoa, 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 I think, whoa. I think the game on Friday is a big lift for them. Their chances against Cork, they haven't had chances recently. But, like, they did on Friday, and that, the, like, urge to keep this going now against Longford will be there. And Longford, obviously, aren't as good as Cork. They're not bad, obviously. They're a no. very good side. But I think Bray might be able to just edge it just about 1-0. Yeah, you understand it there. Oh, yeah, I can see your point. Okay, it could be one of them days for break. You never know. We'll see. Colbert Lone, lads. Uh, what do you think, uh, Jamie? I am going to go with a, a Hinnat Lone win, you know. I don't know why. New manager bounce and all that, you know. Um, we'll see how it goes. Could be way off, of course. Um, I'll be honest, these are the two sides I probably don't know too much about when it comes to personnel. And so I've no doubt, you know, on the, the basis that Martin's obviously gone, we don't agree with it, we've made that clear. But uh, yeah. these players are going to be staking the claim and it's going to be huge for them in the upcoming weeks to, to get in that side. And if a new manager does come in, they want to be raring to go and ready for the, the season ahead uh, with the new manager. So I think Cove as well, not to be... I feel like I'm always back in Cove for Lewis, I'm sorry. But... Uh, I just don't feel like the club's in a right spot at the minute to really be challenging for playoffs. Uh, whereas I think with that loan, although they're not going to be near playoffs either, there's some motivation for the players to want to stay in that squad under the new manager. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, for prediction. Did I give a prediction, did I? Yeah, no. no you didn't, sorry. Right, I'm going to go with 2-1 two, two, at loan. I'm going to go with a one-all draw. Jonathan? 
Yeah, I'm going to go with a 2 1 at home win as well. Okay. Uh, okay, uh, lads, Treaty Wexford, uh, the final game of our show tonight. Uh, I'm going to start us off. I'm going to go with a two, I'm going to go bold. I'm going to go 2 1 Wexford. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I'm going to back you as well. I'm going to go 2 1 Wexford too. And John? Yeah, no, I thought I was going bold going 2 1 Wexford, but now we're all doing it. <laughs> Let's all do it. Let's all do it. Go all three. Perfect, Lovely. right. Lads, that ends a very eventful night. Uh, <laughs> we've had plenty of technical issues, um, but you know, we got to show out anyways, and that's the main thing. And we hope you all enjoy it. And if you are all going to a game tomorrow, do let us know on our Instagram and yeah, Facebook. Feel free to send any clips. Send in any clips, do let us know. Uh, let us know what you think of the podcast. Um, it's been a, been, a, been a bit of a tough episode to do, but we got it there. Lads, thank you very much for joining me, the two of you. Cheers, no dude. problem. Appreciate it. And we hope you are all enjoying our content as well on our Instagram over the last while. And we're going to continue it, keep it going, lads, and keep these episodes coming in because uh, we're enjoying it. All right. Yeah. Cheers, boys. Enjoy Cheers, the lads. Game, lads. Thank you. Cheers. Have a-